Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our final segment of Monday Night Raw, episode 86 of the Splash Cast. Uh, we are getting into these football games, and if you guys watched on Saturday for Saturday Morning Live, you know where we picked. Now, this is this is a joke. <laughs> Before we get into how much of a joke it is. This is the Splash Cast, and always remember, do what? Like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend. To tell a friend, to tell a friend. Like, follow, subscribe. So, you know with football, what is it? What is it? It is wild card weekend. Yes, sir. You see Sneaky calling out the six-pack? I appreciate that. Six-pack that I – actually, it's 12-pack because I won twice. Uh, And – I should have stayed with my gut on another win pick, but I backtracked. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, after last year, after Mahomes versus Josh Allen, and this is how I know the NFL front office is full of shit. Oh, they dropped the, the whatever. They changed this rule about overtime to where now, uh, each team is assured of getting the ball. They changed that rule in one year. So this is tricky to me. I always felt like this should be the rule. But I don't like when they change the rules after the rule benefits a black man. Change the rule after the rule benefits the black man? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, as, soon, yeah, as soon as Mahomes got that. Oh, oh, no, we're not doing that no more. Cut that. <laughs> cut that. New rule. Every We're for equality. That's like when uh, Kaepernick took, took a knee, then the NFL put a quality at the end zone very next season. Put a what? Put equality in the in the end zone. I was like, bro, no. That 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 is not what y'all specialize in in sports advertising. <laughs> Mahomes got that, that one and done. After that, very next season. All right, we want all quarterbacks. All all quarterbacks matter. <laughs> Not all quarterbacks matter. No, they don't. No, they don't. And that is the name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> there okay, it is right me. there, ladies and gentlemen, on the fly. Cap didn't matter. But anyway, uh, so it's interesting. So far, we haven't needed this rule, but we may need it. Or was it? I froze. <laughs> <laughs> Boy hit him with his magic Johnson. He, 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 he. The boy shot and was looking in the opposite direction. He said, "Oh yeah, captain, the game matter." Ooh. Okay. Yeah, man. Go ahead. So it was the final week uh, of the season. Uh, Tyreek Woolen and Sauce Gardner uh, basically came and said that we're the future. That was done. The final game of the season, where the Seahawks actually made it into the playoffs. Uh, we'll talk about what happened when they played the teams uh, in San Francisco. Uh, but Tyreek Woolen is leading the league in interceptions or, like, top two in interceptions. Sauce Gardner is regarded as the best rookie cornerback, and Woolen right now is regarded as number two, and they are the future. It's all love between them. Um, it's cool to see it, man. Cool to see it. Those two, I didn't realize that he was that tall. Hit, hit the button so they can hear the conversation. But two people like this to do it. Yeah, two long ones. Hey, 
Bro, why, why are they trying to make us beef for no reason? I don't know, bro. No. Playing ball. No cow. But I respect it, though. Let's keep going. We the future, bro. No cow. It's hard for two people like this to do it. Yeah. And two long ones, we just setting the standard for everybody else that's coming, bro. So no cow. So the backstory <laughs> is on social media, they're trying to pit these two against each other for some reason. Right. This this is infinitely important to me. Two black men who've been pitted against each other in social media. Instead of going back and e back and forth with each other, they respect and congratulate each other for their skill and their ability. We ain't gotta have beef. You you do your job, I do my job. I respect what you do. You respect what I do. Let let's not let these people with no faces make it make it out to anything that it ain't. The only thing I disagree with I what he said is that we're setting the standard. We're two long corners, and we are uh, uh, changing it. I was like, uh, y'all not the first, but I well, see what I mean, trying to go to. I think it's more of like we're not going to go back and forth with each other. It's no need for us to take. And, I, and I'm kind of, I may be reaching on this, but setting the standard of, hey, we the, the two best right now. We are the standard. Everybody else is trying to be who we are trying to be. Or everybody else is trying to be us right now. I thought he was talking about just being tall. And they are. You know, they both they both like six four. Um I mean, six that, three. that is unbelievable. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't realize Woolen was that much taller than Sauce. Look how, I mean he's Y'all could have been wide receivers, y'all know that, right? No, they could. Good. I, I would too. rather have them at D B <laughs> to stop the six foot four wide receivers. They can guard. Think I mean, about it. Right. Woolen and and Gardner guard everybody. They can guard almost except for maybe like Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. But I, I mean, if they get their hands on you at the line of scrimmage, yeah. Tyreek by himself, you can't. I mean, I don't think anybody can guard Tyreek. He's just. I mean, it's just too fast. But these two, they they are going to be the next, the best corners for the next, barring any injury, for the next two to two to three years. You know, cornerback best yeah. corner in the league is about three to five years. You lucky. It, it's getting closer and closer to one. As soon as you identify yourself, who was the last guy who? Oh, oh Jalen Ramsey for a year in LA, and then or for like it was one it year. Was a few years, no, because in Jacksonville he was good. Yeah, it's about three years for him. Three years. And then yeah. what? Diggs was good for a second, him. and then he kind of got exposed. AJ mm -hmm. Terrell, I don't know if he's ever been the toppest of tier, but he's very consistent at being a good corner. Well, we'll find out how good AJ Terrell is once the Falcons actually get another good corner. Because right now they just yeah. don't throw to his side. They'd be like, "We're just not gonna throw to you." <laughs> and it. it and but it, with uh, that other side is open and available. <laughs> yeah, it is. In other news, good. Oh, I opened up the wrong link, or the link wasn't there. Uh, Peyton Hillis. But I mean, we can just yeah, we yeah. can just talk about it. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. Uh, uh, saved his children in a swimming accident out on the beach where he went and basically dove and saved his children from drowning and almost drowned himself to the point where he had to be put on a ventilator um, and he was in critical condition. He has now been taken off the ventilator and is in stable condition and probably going to make a full recovery. Well, going to Man, make a recovery. I'm, I'm just super happy for the NFL. They've had two very serious injuries happen in the past week. And... Uh, 
hopefully it looks like everybody, you know, gets back to a normal lifestyle and is, you know, stable condition moving forward. Uh, that, 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 that's a lot to kind of take in. And then, you know, both of the players look like they're going to be all right. That that's not, I mean, it's a numbers game when it comes to stuff like that, you always got to remember. And, and for everybody to go home safely, that's a blessing, a true blessing. It is. It is. And the, I mean, as a new father, I get it. Like you, you oh, are willing to, to, to just lay down your life. And I mean, honestly, if the way to go drowning is one of the scariest ways to go, because you, 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 everything that's you, the life leaving your body in slow motion, you're there. The reason I know because I almost drowned. Yeah. And I know what it's like to to see like the the lights just kind of close. And you, it's it's not fun. That's a terrible way to go. Uh look damn 3114 beat the hell out of Tom. They beat Tom out of Florida. Uh speaking of Tom, uh, uh the Cowboys just beat the 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 Buccaneers 3114 in uh in Tampa Bay. Buccaneers would have beat not <laughs> beat the. I said Buccaneers. I didn't say Buccaneers. I should have said. Buccaneers. I know. I know. Ah, uh, that's what I heard. <laughs> at least, at least cry. I at least cry. Brady didn't cry this game. Uh, and he showed respect to everybody. He went and dapped everybody up, and now he, but he pissed though. Big mad. About to go home. Um, but now that that game is over, and I want a six pack. Uh, the 49ers may consider pursuing Tom Brady this offseason. The same 49ers that have mortgaged four draft picks for Trey Lance. Uh, yeah, Brady going to cry in the car. Uh, the same 49ers that are currently playing with a seventh-round draft pick. Mr. Irrelevant, who's balling out of this world. I said this a couple few weeks ago. I even go to the point where I say it's going to be either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers because they're both SoCal people. Not SoCal. They're both California guys. And you either, with that roster, that roster is ready-made for one of them. It would make, I don't know if the 49ers can afford Aaron Rodgers because he's due $60 million next year. But Tom Brady to the 49ers makes a lot of sense. A lot of stuff. Uh, is there a way to either one of the, the Aaron restructures? To go to San Francisco, I think he would. But how could you restructure? How much money are you willing to kick down the curve? You got to get so he, he. I don't think he's going to restructure where he don't get his money. I don't you know. Basically, we got, you're, I don't want to get into that because I'm going to get I'm going to get knee deep into that. You, you mortgage. Know, you you become mind. the Rams at that point. Are you willing to mortgage your future for the now? Because if you are with Aaron Rodgers on that team, you probably, if he's good enough and you're good enough to protect him, he pro- you probably have a chance to win multiple Super Bowls in the next five years. And he could probably play until he's 42 or 43 because he's still in good shape and can still throw yeah, the ball 65 yards. Tom Brady, too. Tom Brady to the 49ers makes sense because Kyle Shanahan in his own running scheme, plus the West Coast offense of short passes, short passes over the middle, and then pushing the ball downfield works. The only thing with Tom Brady is he don't run no play action. 
Ain't no play action, and, Ty, and Shanahan's scheme is built, a lot of it is built on play action. But I, it could work, though. It could work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the, the greatest quarterback of all time, we we, we, we revamp. We do, <laughs> we do what he wants to do. We uh, make it's it going to be interesting. That job, the 49ers job, and the Miami Dolphins job is very interesting to me. I want to see how it plays out. It's a little early for me to get into it. Because there's so many, so many different things that can happen between then and now. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins in another thrilling game against the Bills. So this is what happens when you play teams within that you played before or within the division in the playoffs. The Dolphins and the Bills played a really, really good game. I think the the Bills one ended up winning 34-31. Uh, the Dolphins Correct. had bad t- clock management at the end. Rookie head coach. That's what happened. But Mike McDaniels is entering the – I'm not saying entering because it's the only year. He has to do it multiple years. But he had that team score 31 points with the the quarterback that was drafted right before Brock Purdy. <laughs> he's he's kind of Arthur Smith-ish to me mm-hmm. where he'll do a lot of stuff that you like a lot. So you'll think, ooh, I really like this guy. But then he'll do one thing, like mismanage the clock at the end of the game. you be like, ooh, I don't like that. And is that like, Arthur Smith or is that Kyle Shanahan? Remember, he came up under Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan. That's that, I said, is that Arthur Smith or Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan. No, what is, I'm saying, Arthur Smith kind of did the same thing where he coached the hell of our, out of our team, but he probably should have started Marcus. I mean, he should have started Desmond Ritter way before he did. So we can't really be mad because he did so many other things right. It's kind of the same thing with uh, multiracial McDaniel, where he's kind of coached his team pretty good. Uh, and he started out really good, but then they kind of faded at the end. And you're like, okay, I have to watch this. You've done well, but then you didn't do so well. Then you come into a game that you really had no business being in it because you don't have your quarterback, and then you do really well in this game, but then at the end of the game, when it absolutely matters the most, you mismanage the clock. So it's a, it's an ebb and flow of kind of good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Like, I see potential but you got to be able to do it on a more regular basis. That sounds like Kyle Shanahan to me. That sounds like Kyle Shanahan to a T from his days with the you Falcons. Think so? Yes. With the Falcons. Come on, man. 23. All you do is run the ball. Then he gets oh, to the right. 49ers. You're right. You're right. He goes right. to the Super Bowl and you put the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands when you have the number one running attack in the game. Then you you're go right. and you blow the game again at the end of the game with the 49. You, Kyle Shannon, to me, and that, the reason I say Kyle Shannon is because that's, that's where he came from. He came from being Kyle yeah. Shanahan's offensive coordinator. And the same issues that Kyle Shanahan had as a young coach, Ms. Daniels is having. But let's talk about this picture. Apple tree. Here. Yep. Things got chippy. So if you look at Josh Allen and Christian Wilkins, I am not a Christian Wilkins fan. Um, he is a really, really good football player. He is one of the most athletic 350-pound, 340-pound men I've ever seen in my life, including talking about Jordan Davis. Christian Wilkins can do backflips. He can do splits. He can he can do he can run. He can jump. He can take on double teams. He can whatever whatever you need to do. But he is one of the most dirtiest players I have ever seen in my life. And for those that play sports, especially football, he's the guy that will like grab your balls at the bottom of the pile. He's so the guy. In a nutshell. That's what those guys do. That's that's insane. 
he's they have there's pictures and videos of him when he played at Clemson with him and uh uh Bullware, the white dude number ten. Where if a player was down as they're walking back to the huddle, they go and stick their hand in the crack of their butt. Like that's what they do. That to I'm me, gonna tell you that's a fightable. I I'm I I know that there's a game to be played and for us to be playing it is very important. We gotta fight. And that's what happened. So the first game, the I'm sorry, the second game. No, the first game in Miami where the Bills played. Ooh, that made me uncomfortable even thinking about it. <laughs> the first game where the Bills played the the Dolphins, Josh Allen got into it with Christian Wilkins. And he got on top of him and was pushing his head into the ground, and the ref threw a flag. And what happened was Josh Allen was like, yo, he grabbed him. He, <laughs> He was like, yo, he grabbed my nuts. And the ref's mic picked it up and had to turn it off real fast. He was, and then he said another word other than nuts. But he said, yo, mm. and Christian Wilkins laughed. So this is, they already have bad blood. And then what happened was Josh Allen didn't like it. But I actually don't have a problem with what Christian Wilkins did here. Because what happened was in this play, Josh Allen actually threw an interception. And in old football, pre this preserved the quarterback football, when a quarterback throws the interception, you have free. He is now a defensive player and you have free reign yeah. to destroy him. Christian Wilkins blocked him. He was blocking him on an interception and blocked him in the nicest way possible. That was the nicest way he could get blocked. He pushed him and then said, I'm a, I'm, it was, but he could have been way worse. It could have been and, way and, worse. And, and, now, shout out to the offensive linemen, though, because they went to work. On, <laughs> they went to work and on bro, him, you must boy. not know. That's my money right there, bro. You you, hey, you touched my quarterback again, bro. I, and I like offensive linemen who don't waste no time. There was no conversation. Nope. He immediately Christian bull rushed and talking. grabbed. And Christian Wilkins was the right one talking to like, yo, chill out, chill out. No. The whole offensive no. line came. The whole offensive line came and was like, hey. nah. Out of here, right on your back, bro. We'll stomp you out out here. Like, hey. And I'm going to tell you, Josh Allen, the little dude, he's taller than Christian Wilkins. Now, Wilkins is bigger than him. Josh Allen's is 6'5". But six if you five. look at him, pad level to pad level, yeah. Hey, and he took everything out of him to push him, too. And that, that's also show you how hard it is to push 350 pounds. That's a strong, a muscle. That's, a, that's a tall, strong man. <laughs> that 350 pounds, he said, ah, ah. <laughs> Such a quarterback push. Only quarterback but I mean, you also got to look down. that he pushed him, and he got Christian Wilkins yeah. off balance now. I mean, Josh Allen yeah. ain't a little dude, but I'm on Christian mm. Wilkins. I said all that I don't like him, but I'm on his side on this one. I could have, I could have destroyed you. I could have destroyed you here. All you I did no was annoy you. Hands on me, big dog. Don't touch me. Talking about Christian Wilkins. I threw it like you. It, it's just no reason for you to push me. The ball ain't over here. I ain't over here. You push me, I'm gonna push you right back. What are you, you doing? Like off, you sound like an offensive that's player. That's 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 what he's really like. You're stupid. You're so stupid. And you're right. I'm it's <laughs> unnecessary, bro. You are you already got the interception. And Christian Wilkins is good. He I told y'all he's good, right? He broke the record say. for most tackles by a defensive lineman. He had ninety two tackles from a defensive tackle position. You know how difficult that is to do? 92 tackles? 92. And they and went 8 and 8. 
nine and eight. And 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 you gotta think like you're like in a three point stance. And it's you get a man blocking right here. You gotta grab the dude who's running on eat on one of the sides of this man. That ninety two tackles is a lot of tackles. That is impressive because as, as you know, I always think like defensive linemen are more trying to get in the way than anything. If I just clog up this hole, then I'll probably be good. And for him to actually be getting tackles at that position is extremely impressive. And you know who loves that? His linebackers. Ooh, they better sign him next year. Right. Although he'll be 28 next year. Uh, his, his, he is now at 28. He'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2024. So they need to sign him next year. They're going to have to trade him. This is somebody at 92 tackles. This is somebody you can't let go. He's in his prime. You can't let him go. Trade him. Are you trading for Lamar? <laughs> you think they'll do that? 92 tackles is, hey, may she at least consider. Yep. So the Jacksonville Jaguars played the Chargers, and we bet a six pack on that as well. The Jacksonville. <laughs> Because the Chargers are the Chargers. The Chargers have bad luck when it comes to the playoffs. Yo, how? Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions, three of them to Asante Samuel Jr. in the first half. He threw the first play of the game was an interception on the tip pass to Kyle Van Noy, if I'm not mistaken. Trevor Lawrence threw four How do you lose this game, yo? And then in the second half came out through four touchdowns. (laughs) I I had walked my money to the bank. I was like, oh, yeah, close this thing out early. When my first six-pack, it's easy money. All he doing is throwing pick. Oh, I had it queued up. I had it set up with the the time. This This is the worst half of football I've ever seen. This is one of the worst playoff experiences I've ever seen. It's no way they can lose this game only for what to happen for them to lose the damn game. And you and your buddies, the world, Splash Guys, my buddies now, but your homies that you grew up with, all y'all the same. All y'all was in the chat in the first quarter talking about who picked Jacksonville? Y'all know I picked Jacksonville. Talking cash shit. Talking cash noise to me. I no, like, hey man. You're supposed to. If he plays like that Mm-mm. in the first half, you're supposed to ask whose guy is this. And then 100 percent After the first half, at the end of the first half, I remember I told y'all, I said, don't let Jacksonville like score. Because they get the ball first. They scored at the end of the half to make it 27 to 7. And I said, Oh. Then they scored again to make it 27-14. Then they got a turnover. All of a sudden it was 27-21. I said, oh, shit. (laughs) And Jacksonville's defense, which allowed 24 points in the first half, 27 points in the first half, allowed, what, three points or four, six points? Six points. Well, it allowed all them points because he kept throwing them interceptions. Kept throwing them the ball. So this sums up Trevor Lawrence in a nutshell for me if you've been listening all season. Mm -hmm. First, he was really not, he was very. I'm not going to say he was terrible, but he was not good for the first half of the season. Second half of the season, he puts it together. Looks like something. First half of this playoff game, it's terrible. 
Look like after after halftime, looks like a world beater. This is why I still don't trust him. And this is why I said I need another season out of him. Because definitely I don't consider what he I what I don't consider what he did for this season as a complete season. I think he played a good half a season. I think he played a bad half a season. I think he played a bad half of football in this playoff game. I think he played a good half of football. That to me makes you about half good, half, half bad it. though. His half <laughs> bads are real bad though. Now, four interceptions in one half bad. Yeah, Three so I just I I still have a lot of questions about him as a quarterback. I think that you know this next playoff game and what he takes into next season should be interesting, but. I see so many people who want to, you know, just, oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is good now. I, I feel like, once again, you know, I feel like everybody lives in this prisoner of the moment. I think the people are being prisoners of the moment and, and very quick, quick to forget the, the less than stellar parts of his game. I think people want Trevor Lawrence to be good because he was dealt such a raw deal with Urban Meyer and now he was also the number one recruited quarterback of all time too so that ain't the rawest of deals you only had to deal with Urban Meyer for a season to go, no Some I'm saying to go to, to ja no, no 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 I don't want you to do that to go to Jacksonville and your pick is Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer is in in the locker room cussing players out belittling them kicking them on the field not flying back with the team not flying back with the team, getting caught in the in the bar, like after you just rubbing got blown out, rubbing on butt, rubbing after your team booties. just got blown out, belittling your coaches. Nah, I give him a pass for that. Now, he's got Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson is the quarterback whisperer, but he's largely stayed the same until the last eight games of the season. They went, what, 6-1, 6-2? The only yeah. hotter team with them was the Lions and the 49ers. The Lions and the 49ers. So, I mean, they play well, but they are also built around their defense. They are not built around the offense yeah. yet. Uh, Geno Smith. For me, I, the, I, oh. I got to see it on a more regular basis before I trust it. Oh, we're going to see it. We he could be it. good, or he could be bad, or he could just be mediocre like he is. Like Kirk Cousins. Uh, Geno Smith finishes the season with 4,200 passing yards. Breaking Russell Wilson's single season record, uh, of, uh, the week eighteen. I don't like this. They beat the Rams, uh, nineteen to sixteen. I don't like that they're pitting like Geno Smith against Russell Wilson, but I am happy that Geno Smith is out here flourishing with the forty with the Seahawks. Now they did lose to the Forty ers and Brock Purdy, but we knew you were gonna lose to the Forty ers and Brock Purdy because despite Brock Purdy, they literally have the advantage at every other position except for uh quarterback they have the better running game they have the better offensive line they have the better defensive line they have the better linebackers they have the better corners except for Tyree Woolen they have the better safeties uh they have the better everything they literally have the oh shout out to Jamal Williams whatever happened to him uh safety for Seattle that went over there uh they have the better they have the better everything and when you have the better everything at some point and you had to play on the road, you're going to lose that game. Um, 
But Gino had a special season, so shout out to Gino for that. Quarter of the year, they wrote me off, and I didn't write back. I love it. Yep, yep, yep. Daniel Jones. I should have stayed with my gut. I was like, dog, I really want to pick the Giants in this game. I was like, I really want to pick the Giants, but Danny Dines is the only reason that I can. This is his first playoff game. I cannot... I cannot go with Danny Dimes on the road against Minnesota in his first playoff game with the Giants. But I wanted to. I was this close. Go back and look on on Instagram and go back and watch our Saturday morning live. I said, yo, I really want to pick them. But I I said, Danny Dimes, I don't trust him, and I've already bet two two six-packs. I don't really want to get too far in the hole if we lose. Pause necessary. Um Do the Giants re-sign Danny Dimes? I asked a uh, yes. the- Giants fan to this today. So you tell me, and then I'm going to tell you what the Giants fan says. Absolutely. And this is one of the things where you buy something, and as soon as you buy it, you regret it. <laughs> Sneaky. Why you call Danny Dimes close There's to Kirk a- Cousins? <laughs> he is. He's not close He, he is less respectful. Less respected Kirk Cousins. More it's not a good investment. You know that you're not paying for a good quarterback. And you're going to have to pay a probably about $30 million. That's 30? the bad part about it. Yeah, what what else? You, 30, we, me and you did, we did the, the breakdown of all breakdown to know what a quarterback costs. The lowest quarterback that you can get right now costs you $30 million. So... I agree. I spoke to Nick, a Giants fan. Three years, $100 million is what he came up with. If you can three years, $100 million this on out, you win. If Danny Dimes proves himself to be a starting quarterback, and don't forget, he also has Brian Dable, and the Giants also have, like, they have more money. They have the most cap space this this year. The most not the Bears? Maybe they may be number two. I think we're three. The Giants have like almost a hundred million dollars. And they also have picks. And they also we talked about the Falcons front office hitting on four of our draft picks last year. AK seventeen or AK forty seven, Ritter, so that we've seen, Algier and Drake London. I mean the Giants drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. The last like three drafts, they've kind of hit. They've hit pretty well. Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, uh, I think was Saquon last three drafts. He's in his fourth year. Xavier McKinney, um, Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal. They have their bookend tackles. They have a roster of young talent that is set up to flourish. And Danny Dimes is the perfect quarterback to not pay a lot of money. And be able to build a team around him. Only thing they got to do is get rid of Kenny Galladay, and they got to sign a receiver or draft a receiver. Only thing they got to do. And you might, you might be able to talk him into a twenty-five million dollars. I mean, four-year, hundred million dollars. I think they could do it. Not twenty-five, maybe like twenty-eight a year, though. I might be able to get you twenty-eight. Which, hey, we'll be able to put a team around you, so you won't have to do all of the heavy lifting, and we will make you a part of. Picking the team that comes around. No, we won't. You're going to have to trust the process. Yes, we, yes, 
<laughs> not, not, not if you're willing to take a little bit of pay cut. Yeah. Hell no. If I'm Brian Dabo, look, I got you this contract. They were about to send you out the league. You need to sit down, shut the fuck up. Let me go ahead and put you're the right. rest of these pieces around you're right. You're right. and collect your check you're and right. be quiet. That's what they need to do. And there's a lot of receivers, underrated receivers that are coming out and they're specialty receivers. There's not a lot of like George Pickens or, or Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson's coming out. That's next year. Woo, that draft next year is going to be crazy. Marvin Harrison Jr., Lord. Um, but you have a lot of specialty receivers that could come in and fill a void. For example, Kadarius Tony Void. He was supposed to be the slot receiver in this game. So, in this team. So, Danny Dines and the Giants went up to Minnesota and beat Minnesota. And you want to know how they beat Minnesota? They stopped them on fourth and eight when Kirk Cousins threw a three-yard check down on fourth and eight with no timeouts in the game on the line. Kirk Cousins threw a three-yard check down and expected his tight end to break three tackles to get the first down. TJ Hawkins. I, the Vikings are exactly who I've told you all that I believe the Vikings to be all season. Nobody in particular. Not really that good. Nothing scary. Nothing that I'm intimidated by, a regular old team, and they lost to a regular-ass team in the Giants. Now, you got you got, you got got to make a lot of decisions going forward with that team. I don't know what you do with – I don't know how many more years Cousins has. He just They just but, read up. They just read up. They just read up, though, Cousins, like last year. We need some of that money back, bro. We need something back from you, dog. I want to say Kirk Cousins just because it's another guaranteed deal. And I was like, that's because we talked about whoever, uh, whoever is his. Uh, yeah, it was a three year fully guaranteed deal through th- 2023. Three year total, $108 million. No, it can't be $108 million. That might be total. Yeah, that was total. We gotta find a way, some way, some way, somehow to do something with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 it's a scary investment. He gets thirty six. He's oh, Kirk Cousins is coming back next year. He's thirty six. Oh, so look for the Vikings. Here's my hypothesis. Looking, he has one more year on his contract, and he'll be thirty five. Base salary ten million, signing bonus six million, total roster hit plus the restructure is a thirty six point five million dollar cap hit. If they cut him, it's a $48 million cap hit. Fully guaranteed. You keep him. Right? You keep him. You trade. They're going to have to trade somebody off that team. It's not going to be Justin Jefferson. It's going to be somebody else. You trade and try to stack picks and hope that either you're bad enough or one of the picks that you stack is bad enough that you don't re-sign Kirk Cousins, and you go and draft Caleb Williams when he comes out the draft next year. If that happens, that's crazy. Who do you have to trade to get enough to get into a position? There's no way for them to get. There is no plan for them to get to <laughs> Caleb Williams, bro. That's not an option. Dalvin. Dalvin. Dalvin is the trade piece. Who's trading for Dalvin? A team that Would needs you trade a running for back. Dalvin? A team that needs a running back? Yeah. If I needed a running back, yeah. Now, I don't know. Would who you trade for Dalvin? Back. 
If my team needed a running back, I would trade for Dalvin Cook. Yes. Are you saying that your team does not need a running back? I am saying that. Algiers, that we don't need a running back. <laughs> I am saying that. Ready to say, oh, no, we good. We not doing <laughs> um, it. But if I'm Carolina, no, me, no. if I'm I Carolina, would, I would look at that. I'm leery. I'm leery of Dalvin Cook. I like him, but he's too injured for me. Way too injured for me. Send him to a two-back system. Send him to Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay ain't got no picks. You got to send him to a team that needs picks. Send him to Chicago. Y'all, you don't send him in the, within the division. No. Send him to Baltimore. Baltimore runs too hard to have Dalvin. Uh, nope, I'm not. I'm not interested in that at all. Raiders, nope, I'm not I mean, that that whole team. You could, blow you it could up, send set him it on fire. To a lot of places. You could send him to a lot. Mine of is Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, very good player. Everybody else, <clears throat> I'm good. Speaking of Baltimore, what is heartbreaking? You have got to fire. The offensive coordinator. Got to do it. Are you terrible? You called a quarterback sneak from the two yard line. <laughs> and it didn't work. And watch him run 98 yards in the opposite direction. Boy, shout out to Mark Andrews. Though. He was damage. moving. Mark Andrews was moving. And he got blocked in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Hubbard, man. Shout out to yeah, Sam this... Hubbard. I thought he was one of the most overrated NFL prospects ever. I didn't see him really do shit at Ohio State. He was there with Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. He was there with one of the Bosa brothers. No, Nick Bosa. No, Joey Bosa because Chase Young was there with Nick Bosa. Uh, and I was like, man, Sam Hubbard don't really. I was like, he big as hell wearing number seven. But I was like, he don't do nothing. Oh, so apparently, according to what Sneaky says, that Huntley wasn't supposed to jump over the pile. And he ended up jumping over the pile. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, Garantano Garantano for Tennessee when he tried to jump over the pile against Alabama and Trayvon Diggs picked up the ball in the end zone and ran it 102 yards back for a touchdown. It's the exact same play. Uh... We'll get more into it when we talk about the Ravens um, and the Lamar situation. No, no better time than the present. But uh, they were not happy <laughs> when this happened. And I mean, they were, when I say they were not happy, they were so mad that, uh, who was it? J.K. Dobbins? Was it yes. J- no, that's not J.K. Dobbins. That's Lamar. That's both of them. The J.K. One. Dobbins basically said, J.K. Dobbins basically said, uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins basically said, if we would have had Lamar out there, we would have won. Or if they would have given me the ball at the goal line, we would have won, which is true. Both can be true because this reminds me of the Super Bowl. If they would have just given the ball to Marshawn Lynch, Tom Brady would not yep. have a touch. That would be six ring. And, if the Falcons had just ran the ball. This- all season. I don't know why players, why teams get cute when you get right there. If it's fourth and one, at that point, it's time to sack up. It's man versus man. Can your offensive line beat that defensive line? Anytime where you don't pick one of the plays where it's man on man like that, 
you you take you take the chance out of your team's hands. And I feel like if I'm an offensive lineman and I've practiced all season, give me a chance to see if I can beat this man in front of me. If I'm the running back, let me see if I can beat somebody. Give me that. As a wide receiver, I don't. I think that's one of the times you have to digress. It's fourth and one. Get it, bro. Y'all I'm match up because it's like it's like having a corner out there in one on one coverage. When it's my turn, let me see if I can beat my man. Where's your turn? Beat him. So the Ravens, for the first time in my lifetime, are in a bit of turmoil with their roster and their front office. Lamar <laughs> Lamar Jackson has it's the social media era has sent off a bunch of tweets. Y'all said I was crazy when I said y'all need to fire what's his name and go ahead and go after Sean Payton. But he said thank you everyone for your support and concerns. The crazy part is settling for three still would have won the Ravens the game. Yeah, all they do is kick a field goal. Uh Thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I suffered a PCL grade two sprain and on the borderline of a grade three. Uh, for those that don't know if, I be, if I'm correct, when you sprain something, it's really more of like a partial tear, uh, especially in the knee. Uh, there is some inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I think that's the part that a lot of people passed over, including Mike Vick. I'm still in good spirits and I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give a hundred percent of myself to my guys and fans. And I'm still hopeful. We still have a chance. That was the PC statement, politically correct statement that you got to give because that was some bullshit. Well, the unstable part, I think part of that was true, but this releasing the update was some bullshit. Because while I don't think any of it was untrue, when your team is in the playoffs, you should have been at the game, right? We got on Trey Young when he and Nate got into it and he went home. It's the same thing to me. Your team is out there. Huntley needs help at the quarterback position, right? He's the backup quarterback. What do quarterbacks do when they come off the field? As a group, they huddle together and go over what they saw as the leader of the team, you're supposed to be there. That's See, why that I think this is some bullshit. I, this has to, to me, this has almost everything to do with the contract to me. There are parts of this. I'm, I'm actually 50, 50. I think that you should probably have a headset. I could understand you not probably clutching it around on the sideline. You got to be at the game. He wasn't yes. at the game. Now, yeah, if I'm the quarterback, I want a headset, and I'm going to sit in the booth. Because, I mean, you're still a young quarterback, and this is a good time to kind of see the game from a different vantage point. Yeah, that's what I would do. I like football a lot. I will be the guy. Yeah, let me be upstairs. I want to see everything. And call me on the phone at the end of every drive, and we can kind of talk about it. But I don't have any issue with him not being on the sideline with the knee injury. I don't have any issue. I, with okay, that. so then let me speak differently. Then I have an issue with him not being at the game. You can talk about where he can sit all you want to. The point I was making, I think you were focusing on sideline versus he wasn't even at the game. 
You have to be at the game. Yeah, now. Nah. So it sounded like to me you're trying to shoot him some bail. <laughs> that was the knee like injury, the knee injury, and, and hobbling around. I don't, I don't know enough about the knee. Because I'm gonna say, if, if your ass can can stand out there for the whole game, then you need to play. That's gonna be my answer. Hell no, you'd be foolish, and he would leave. But it sounded like to me you shoot them bail with the semantics of not even semantics of whether you're in the booth or on the sideline or all that other bullshit. I don't care. Well, you could have been on the first row in the stands. My point is you need to be at the game. You need to be there in support. When you're not there, now looks bad. And then after the game, you release this statement. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you too. In a sense, recently deleted. You can't do that, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all. You want to know why you you, you want to know why you can't do this? Because even if you're not talking about the team, you look like it. You definitely talking. You about can't the team. say this. Ain't in this no time. way he's not talking about the team. And this is why you I, I need agree. an agent. This is why you need an agent. Tell you some shit like this. This is not what you say. Be quiet. Let me handle it. Wait, why? Why? Why he got to be quiet? Right, he already got his money. The money's oh, yeah. guaranteed. What money? Somebody's gonna pay him everything that he wants. I'm saying if he's talking about being with the Ravens, then I'm not saying he won't get his money. He got to be if he wants to be with the Ravens. You... I think he's sending a message that he has no intention of the him and his and the Ravens look like they're coming to a a a bad breakup soon and very soon. Now, what I do believe... And you, oh, go ahead. Uh, you going to say you do believe that he should be Atlanta Falcon? No. I do believe... Well, yes. But I do believe that all of these people that were criticizing him and saying that he should put a brace on it and play, y'all wild as fuck. Y'all wild as hell for saying... Excuse me. Y'all wild as hell. There's... The PCL, if I'm not mistaken, is the tendon of under the kneecap. That is way, and I haven't torn nothing in my knee. But I, I, from people that I've spoken to that are in the medical profession, that is one of the most excruciating injuries that you can have because you can literally do nothing. For as much as we talk about family business, if you are supposed to mentor Lamar, if you're supposed to be these people that are in his corner and then you out here Put a put a bandaid on it and get out there. No, why would I put a bandaid on uh, it and get out there and they ain't pay me? You wouldn't, Mike. I they paid you. You I had the put highest. What on my bills? What'd I you say? Should. I had he had the highest guarantee, the highest contract ever at the time for a quarterback was Mike Vick, a hundred something million. Before he was, yeah. you know, got in trouble. Like you, un, you got to understand, you got to get paid first. And Robert Griffin III, whether LaShawn McCoy says what he wants to say. I don't, I mean, you know, LaShawn McCoy got a lot of shit to talk after. It, you know, he, y'all can talk about LaShawn too. LaShawn, crazy work. He was crazy work for five seasons. But, I mean, we won't get in there. Robert Griffin said, this is why you don't put a brace on it and play. You played with, played with no ACL and LCL for my brothers and team. And his knee, I remember this. His knee went that way. 
And I was like, oh, it's over with. And that changed the trajectory of his career. LaShawn McCoy was hating, saying that he was mid, which is a lie, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was rookie of the year or offensive rookie of the it year. It was rookie of the year. Yeah. He was offensive rookie of the year. He was good. And I, I feel like Robert Griffin was on. There is a world where he doesn't start with the the with the Washington football team and then go to the Browns, where I think that he's probably a good quarterback. He just he had a series of unfortunate events happen to him. And it's a knee injury, was getting drafted by the Washington football team. It's a knee injury, and then signing with the Browns. That that's a three strikes and you're out. That that'll I, that'll end any that'll end everybody's career. I don't mind him going to the Washington football team because they had Mike Shanahan, who was the inventor of the zone running blocking scheme. At the but time. that but 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 so that hold on. So that benefit benefited him. The downside it's a bad is organization. the downside is it's a bad organization that in the exact same draft in the next round you draft Kirk Cousins, which was stupid because you are now showing no vote of confidence before he even gets to training camp. He ain't got no confidence. So if you you drafted two quarterbacks in the same draft. Now, and then you had now the ownership it's unfortunate. talking to him and his dad. That that whole situation. Now it's unfortunate. And the co- but yeah. and, and then, then the going to the Browns hated, was unfortunate too. Yeah, the coaches hated the ownership in Washington. You've heard Kyle Shanahan say the only thing that he liked about that time was the ability to work with his dad. His dad. Outside of that, that was a horrible situation. We you know we come in here and report every week that. The, the Washington commanders are under siege for another, some type of investigation, criminal, civil, that that's, that's yeah, where they specialize in getting their wins and losses more than on the football field. It's, it's just a lot of bad stuff at one time, but yeah, Lamar, you better protect yourself. And uh, speaking of Michael Vick, we would love to have you, you know, come and play Michael Vick for the next 10 seasons. If you're interested, my guy, Woo! Uh, we would love to have you. Now, the you won't wear number is, eight because that one's already taken. But uh, we'll get you a jersey for sure. She get Kyle Pitts. Look, brother, you going to sacrifice no. the team. No, no, my ass. If Lamar wants to wear number eight, Kyle Pitts, you, y'all have to, you going to let him buy it off you? Or he go, some, there's got to be, whatever the agreement is, there's got to be an agreement. But the NFL insider expects the Falcons to be at the front of the line for Lamar Jackson. And everybody said that we were wild for this. Baltimore Ravens fan, Josh, are in denial about everything that's going on. Uh, In a response to a report about executives around the league are expecting the Ravens to franchise tag and trade Lamar Jackson this offseason, the Falcons would be in line. Now, the Falcons offered for Deshaun Watson. They didn't offer what he got. The Browns just vastly overpaid for Deshaun. Yeah. But I can see the Falcons parting ways with three first-round picks or two first-round picks and Desmond Ritter. Maybe three. I say three. Maybe two first-rounds and a, three picks and Desmond Ritter. Whatever, a combination yeah. of first-and-rounds, first-and-second-round two firsts, first, a second, and Desmond Ritter. I can see that happening for Lamar. That, if Lamar comes to Atlanta, first off, Hopefully, 
Arthur Smith, you you have to believe that Arthur Smith is a. Last time we talked about this, we talked about Dejounte Murray coming to Atlanta, and it happened. So, uh, <laughs> if Lamar comes to Atlanta, if Lamar comes to Atlanta, you have to assume that Arthur Smith is a better offensive coordinator than Greg Greg Roman. Yeah, without a doubt. We've seen also, we've seen we've seen Arthur Smith do it with nothing. So if he comes here, you then have to spend the rest of your draft. You have to. We also have all the free agency money. We have to go out and get another receiver, and then we have to shore up the offensive line and the defense. If we get Lamar Jackson, I will be ecstatic. How much do you think we pay him? Five years, two fifty. Yeah, some type of deal. Four years, two hundred. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have to pay Pitts, man. Yeah, we're gonna have to pay Pitts. We have mean, to pay AJ Terrell. And two. Unless AJ Terrell is in happen. the trade. Unless AJ Terrell is in the trade, because you you gotta assume it's not gonna be just Ritter. You gotta assume that they get somebody else. Who else they get? I don't know. Hell, you got Grady. I hate Grady. Seems like he's very, very unhappy here. He's frustrated. I would say unhappy, yeah. very frustrated. And and that will put you a part of a real good defense. I, I, you can send Grady there. He deserves it. He's stuck with Atlanta through thick and thin. I think yeah. he has the Super Bowl record for sacks. He sacked Tom Brady three times. Like Grady Jarrett has paid his dues to the state of Georgia, not just Atlanta. Yeah. And if you were to trade him, you would trade him to Baltimore, a stand-up organization that's going to pay him or going to absorb his contract. And he has a chance to win. Now, Baltimore has to go get a quarterback. But at the eighth pick, if you trade the eighth pick, they can go get a quarterback. They can go get uh, C.J. Stroud. They can go get a uh, – what's the other quarterback? Well, Bryce Young, I don't think, will fall to eight. But – they can make moves and go get another quarterback. Or he can just be awful next year and then get Caleb Huntley. I mean, sorry, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams out of USC. I mean, and Ritter gives you something that probably is a pretty decent quarterback. You might not even – the money that you save and spending on Lamar, you might be able to reallocate that and really build out your little piece of team. Well, they – I mean – the one thing that they can't do is draft receivers. They, they they just cannot do it. But, I mean, Lamar in Atlanta looks good, man. He looks good. And the scheme fits and him. And I know that. And we have a running game. I know just, that Arthur Smith is going to want his get back after not getting uh, Deshaun Watson. If we get Lamar Jackson and we hit on the rest of these draft picks again, Terry Font, no. GM of the year. GM of the Getting year. Getting Lamar would be great. Getting Lamar to pair with these rookies, along with Chris Lindstrom, that we just said is the best guard in football or a top two guard in football, with Jake Matthews, who is out there, been a stalwart at the left tackle position. You see what we did with Mariota. You see what we did with Desmond Ritter. Yeah. If you could do that with Mariota, imagine what you could do with somebody who can actually chuck that thing. Boy, we'll be. Woo. 
What I would hope is that we don't send, we don't have so many design quarterback runs. We don't, we don't, Lamar don't really need a lot of that anymore. To me, he needs it just enough. You just, you need it just enough to keep the defense honest. And you got Algier you can feed, you got CP, you got Huntley, you got, yeah, there, there's, you can spread this thing around, man. You, Lamar, this is Atlanta's probably the best place for your career long term, too. If you got to decide between the Jets and Atlanta, Atlanta's say, a better place for you. I say the Jets now. The Jets make sense. The Jets oh, have a they defense. Do have, uh, they have the rookie. The, the running back Wilson. was going to be rookie of the year until he tore Garrett his ACL. Brees Hall no, and Garrett Wilson. Hall. We got one more. We got Al and Elijah Moore. Like, like, you're right. Uh, yeah, but we got Kyle Pitts. So, yeah, I think they, they have a defense, a whole defense. You're right. <laughs> they got a whole defense. Yeah, Quentin Williams. Right. Sauce Garden. You're right. <laughs> They're good, man. They're a quarterback away. So, I mean, it's where, and you would probably make more endorsement money. I ain't going to lie to you. You'll make more endorsement money in New York. I mean, at the end of the day. Could you imagine if you made the Jets good? They treat you like Joe Namath. Joe Namath can do no wrong. Nah, I, that's where I disagree. I feel like Lamar to Atlanta will and allow he's from people, Florida. everybody to relive their Michael Vick era. Yeah. And then there's also always the Dolphins, depending on what happens with Tua. Because they got a ready-made team for Lamar right now with Mad Scientist Jr. down there as the coach. So uh, that would be insane i i'm interested to see how it's gonna happen but before that we got divisional football jacksonville versus kansas city we're gonna see we're gonna see how good you are now trevor lawrence because you about to go play that man up there in kansas city hey you better you better not throw four picks in that one boy and i'm gonna let you know right now you i will bet a six pack that they will score more than six points in the second half no matter how good your defense is uh, you got Bengals Bear, Bengals Bills in a in a rematch of the divisional playoff last year, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think this Kansas is two City good games and two bad games. At the time, it was Tampa Bay or Cowboys. Now it's the Cowboys versus the 49ers and the Eagles versus the Giants. I don't think it's two bad games because this is divisional. It's hard. To beat a team in your division three times. Difficult. Difficult to do. There's nothing that the Eagles can run that the Giants haven't seen. There's nothing that the Giants can run that the Eagles haven't seen unless it's a trick play. Brian Dable, I am a believer in Brian Dable. I don't know if I believe in enough in, in, in him enough to win the game, but I think this game's gonna be close. I do. Now this San Francisco versus Dallas game, if Dallas defense played the way they just played now, they got a chance. But San Francisco is a mean machine out there, dog. They run with with McCaffrey, Debo. All of a sudden, you get somebody that just follows the commands and does what they're supposed to do. George Kittle has scored in like seven straight games. Quietly is kept. They got use check back. Nobody talked about that. They got use check back after he's been hurt the whole year. Brandon Ayuk is their possession receiver. Brandon Ayuk is he runs like a four three forty. He's their possession receiver. They have so many weapons. 
it's going to be difficult for them. But Dallas's defense, if they play like they played tonight, is going to be difficult. But the 49ers defense, I think, prevails over the Cowboys offense. I think that's what changed. That's what the game is. So it'll be right. a hell. Of, so the, the interesting part about this is. Chiefs only played Jacksonville one time. They beat them 27-17. I typically say it's tough to beat one team twice. I think that they probably going to beat them. Yeah. Remember, Cincinnati and Buffalo was canceled, so they have not played each other all season. And Dallas and San Francisco have not played all season either, which yep. I think is very interesting. Now, Giants and Eagles. Yep. You yep, you yep. should know they playbook by now. Boy, that's gonna and what what is, what do they call it? That's gonna be a slobber knocker, boy. They they gonna be hitting yep. in that game because the Eagles got the whole defensive line, the whole defensive so, line yeah, is healthy. You have two you have two games where the teams are completely unfamiliar, have not played each other all season. You got one team that played each other one time, and then you have Giants and Jets who are in the same. Uh, NFC East. Yes, sir, man. And I'm excited. I hope that we get another good weekend of football. The last weekend was excellent. It looks like we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna get it, man. It looks like we're gonna get it. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we actually have more to talk about, but it's been three hours and thirteen minutes. Uh, we're gonna save some of this for Saturday morning live. Uh, gonna talk about Sean Payton, uh, where he's gonna end up. Sauce Gardner doing things off the field that are just as good as on the field. Bears, David, uh, David, not David, Derek Carr, and then of course Derek David's, well, whoever it is, the car keeps moving, and all of the other off the field news. We'll talk about that Saturday morning live. So, uh, appreciate y'all for turning, tuning in with us. Uh, we didn't miss anything. Norwood, take us out, ladies and gentlemen. Church of all ages has been another fantastic, fantastic episode. This is 86, episode 86, All Quarterbacks Matter. Please remember that. Uh, always, always, always remember what are we asking for, what, what we love for you guys to do. Like, follow, and subscribe to Splashcast. Fred, you're going to post the, uh, the, the, the closeout. It has everything where you can find us, when you can find us. We got a schedule, everything. With that said, number one, number one, number one, and of course, one of our favorites, more black baseball. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Number three, and by far the most important, historically black college and university that you graduated from, your cousin graduated from, your mother graduated from, the neighbor down the street graduated from, send some money over there. The historically black college and university in your area, the one that you go tailgate, Step shows, you go kick it on the yard. You just looking some, some, for somewhere to kill some time. Send some money over there. Then, of course, the greatest learning institution in all the world, the Hampton University. All we're asking for is $18.68 on behalf of you that we were founded. It is, they, they gave me they gave me a degree. They gave Reggie a degree. They got to be a black college just helping black men like ourselves. And then support of that, send them a couple dollars. With that said, this has been the audio experience. It's been the video experience. And we got a lot to look forward for. And on top of that, hey, the Falcons going to get Lamar, baby. We already called DeJounte Murray. I'm going to tell you next. It's Lamar. Y'all be safe. Adios, mi amigos. 
God is love. Until next time, y'all be safe. I hope y'all enjoyed y'all holiday. And Airy, shut up. Peace out. I'm done. I'm done. Welcome to the Splash Cast. You can find us at the link below. You can find the podcast versus audio and visual on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Our social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter is at underscore the Splashcast. We can also be found on Twitch. We can be found on Facebook, TikTok. Also below that, those are our episode playlists. The newest one is always up. We can be found on Apple Music. We can be found on Spotify. There is a playlist home, which is for all of the different playlists. And then we have the playlist master list, which is every song that's ever been on any of the playlists. And of course, for all of you podcasters, we can be found on Anchor at the Splashcast. This is the Splashcast weekly schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a Splash Cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday morning live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com. And of course, via Instagram at thesplashcast.